Hi guys. <laughs> We're back. Welcome back. Welcome uh, back to um, another episode of Stargazing with me, Moises, and with uh, that other guy. I forget his name. What's your name again? I'm Kellen. Oh, Kellen. Uh, and we're continuing our uh, Spike Lee and Denzel collab with our, with the fourth and for now final, final question mark uh, collab between Spike Lee and Denzel Washington. And it's Inside Man, the 2006. Uh, yeah, 2006. 2006 crime bank robbery thriller movie. I didn't know this was a bank, a movie about a bank robbery. I you had didn't? no idea oh, what man. the fuck this movie was about. I had oh, no idea what this so movie was about. I'm so jealous of you. Man. All I knew was Denzel and Clive Owen were in it. That's all I fucking knew. Um, and I heard there was a beautiful dolly shot. Yeah. And it, confirming it now, it is the best dolly shot he's ever done. You, you, do you think it's the best one? Yeah. It's his best floating dolly. Yeah. It's, I, I'm, <laughs> I, I always want to say it's the Malcolm X one, but like rewatching it now, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> Only he could do that. Like an hour and a half into the movie. It's crazy. It's fucking amazing and ballsy as fuck and loud and in your face. Like it's so good. Yeah. It's uh, inside man. It's basically like, um, I don't know. It's uh, a Spike Lee joint, but he didn't write it. It is at one point, Ron Howard was attached to direct it. Which is crazy. <laughs> what, who, uh, who's Ron Howard? Uh, I have literally no idea what you would know he directed. Uh, he directed um, Rush, Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind. Um, he's the guy they... Mind. I know that. He's the guy they brought on to... Oh, so he's a dramatic. That guy's dramatic. He's a yeah, very he's dramatic a drama, director. Yeah. I think kind of basic. But then um, Lee, you know, found the script or got a hold of the script. Uh, the script was written by Russell Gewertz, I believe, who is a former, who was a lawyer who conceived the idea yeah. while vacationing. He's a first, this is first script. Yeah. And then Lee like got the script. It reminded him of Dog Day Afternoon, which is like a similar sort of um, bank robbery hostage standoff between robber and police kind of movie. It's also uh, like Inside Man. It's a very New York movie. I've always been interested in that movie. I knew like it was about a bank robbery. Didn't know why he was bank robbering. Uh, I really want to see that movie. Dog Day Afternoon fucks. Yeah. I, I yeah. watched that not too long ago. It fucks. I really want to see that. It's, <laughs> That's, a, good, it's, it's a great fucking And it's movie. a true Jeez. story. <laughs> yeah. It takes some liberties, but yeah, it's a, based on a true story. Yeah. Um, and... But Spike Lee was such a big a fan of Dog Day Afternoon. And he's like, I want to do... This could be like the chance to do something like that. Yeah. He said, he said it was a contemporary take on that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was shot on location in New York. It, like, this is the era where this kind of movie could still be made. You know, this, this, this kind of like movie could get a $45 million budget. And um, he was just kind of making calls and shit. And like, yeah. yo, I want you to be in it. I want you to be in it. I want you to be in it. So let's just get into it. It's a fucking like pretty simple movie. And, and a, <sighs> it is, it, I saw someone describe this as a really solid, competent, fun, like heist thriller script. Mm hmm being produced by like the most overqualified team possible yeah Willem Dafoe is a supporting like he's like 
not even supporting, like tertiary characters. The for me, the second time I've only, I've seen Willem Dafoe do a normal person. The other one being the Florida Project. Even then, he's it's kind of like I mean, yeah, he's a normal person, right? But it's still a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, Denzel Washington, uh, Christopher Plummer, um... which it's so crazy. Like, so with Jodie Foster, I sent you a text, but he said the reason why he got her was because he said. If you need something done and you have enough money, that's the person to call. That's what he, that's what he said yeah. about Jodie Foster. And then when Christopher Plummer, he said, I needed somebody to act like with Denzel. So I got like one of the greatest to do it. And I was like, wow, like that oh, speaks so much so on Christopher Plummer and Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah it's so good. <laughs> like he said, I, I needed somebody to act and, with Denzel yeah. and not be scared. That's and, what he said. We apparently also approached Denzel with the script and gave him the option to either play Fraser, Fraser or um, um, Russell, who is the bank robber. Like he, 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 he got to like pick which one. Do you want to be the yeah. copper robber? Um, and oh, Denzel, really? Yeah. And Denzel, um, he apparently didn't want to play the, the robber because he would be in a disguise the whole time, you know? Yeah. He, and he also, because um, he played... Um, brutus in the william shakespeare julius caesar i think recently at the time like somewhere and he like took inspiration he says he took inspiration from that for fraser like and i don't that's just something about denzel man i feel like when he does like this like because this is denzel in one of my favorite modes that we haven't gotten to talk about in this series yet which is denzel in crime thriller mode and that's like the beauty of denzel i think is it He's given inside man. He's playing an NYPD detective. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to play it like it's Shakespeare. <laughs> you yeah. know? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it all kind of started with training day, right? Yeah. That's like training day is 2001. And then it's, well, there's also of time a, man of fire or man yeah. on fire. Deja vu American gangster. And then yeah. three years later, taking to Pelham. <laughs> yeah. Um, un, well, unstoppable is not a, a crime movie like safe house yeah um two guns the equalizer uh equalizer two you know the little things like yeah that's him and it that all kind of starts with um you know in the 90s like crimson tide is his first collaboration with um tony scott mm-hmm. but he's also did doing like the pelican brief um the bone collector uh courage uh devil in a blue dress like kind of these like uh, this like genre that I miss dearly, you know, of like the sort of like uh, I say trashy in the nicest way possible, but like trashy kind of crime thrillers, you know, or mysteries. Oh my, Devil in a Blue Dress! He's playing a detective. I thought he was playing like a jazz musician. Oh no. my god, I need to watch that. Yeah, his character's name in Devil in a Blue Dress is Easy Rollins. Oh my, that's so rad. Goodness. <laughs> My favorite out of all of them that I've seen so far, probably being the Taking of Pelham One Two Three, because that movie, I, I need to watch that rocks one. so fucking hard. That movie is so good. Uh, I've only seen the original, so I need to watch that one. But I have, and the inverse of that is I've seen the Denzel Washington remake of the Manchurian Candidate, but I've never seen the original. Yeah, Manchurian Denzel Manchurian Candidate's good. That one's underrated. I feel he's again, he, and he's fucking great in that one, you know? Um, but I get exactly what you mean when you're saying like, he's starting to do like kind of trashy movies. <laughs> well, not, I, yeah. I don't mean trashy, but like, 
I guess I mean trashy, but like that's like his two modes, I guess. There's like prestige actor and like sort of like, you know, the like movies that are based off books you'd find at the airport. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like kind those kind of like like James Patterson, John Grisham type stories. But like you know, post trading day, that's when he started, he kind of becomes like I I feel like there's just something about trading day that after that it feels like a whole bunch of like all of Hollywood goes, oh, wait, can this, is this guy a fucking action hero, too? Yeah. Like, uh, how, like, oh God, Man on Fire is so fucking rad. Yeah, I, that? I, that, that was a childhood movie. Oh, mine. yeah, yeah. But, but I, I, yeah, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, like, he, and he's, he's fucking great in this. Denzel's so good in this. Yeah, um, I think it's because it looks so easy. It, it seems like it's so easy for him. Yeah, exactly right. He seems like he's so easy, and a lot of actors have the curse where you can tell sometimes, and with him, you, you can't tell. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's, this role is really easy for him, but it seems like he's giving his best, his best that he got. Like, and the best that he got also happens to be the best that you can get, that Hollywood can get. <laughs> he makes it look effortless. Yeah. Is yeah. Like, yeah, how I'd phrase it. And, like, and it's a simple role, so you don't yeah. need to do much. But in a way, like the whole thing hinges on him, you know? Yeah. It, like if you have a bad actor in Denzel Washington's role in this, you know, the movie falls apart. Not just him, not just the actors. Because like, I, I think that applies to everyone. Like everyone kind of feels like they're having so much fun doing this. Um, yeah. Um, what, what the fuck is that guy's name? She will tell Ido for? Yes, that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a really good job and he seems yeah. like he's just having fun. Yeah. And it's also just like, this is like, uh like six years before he's like nominated for best actor you know for 12 years a slave yeah i think i got that timeline right yeah i think you're right and he says there's this quote from him on wikipedia uh because he this is his second time working with lee because he was in uh she hate me Mm -hmm. and like we approached him and uh chiwetel said he said he wanted me to read the script and see if i wanted to be involved spike asked so many people to come back and work with him in different capacities like, you know, he's like, we, we talked about, like, you know, I think Malcolm X, like Spike Lee always gets his boys. Um, yeah. And if he eats the whole family. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just like, this isn't the, this isn't like a one-to-one comparison, but with Spike Lee in this movie, it made me think of recently um, Steven Spielberg and West Side Story, where every scene it feels like, oh man, Spielberg's just having so much fun here. Yeah. You know, and I say thing here, like there's so much in Inside Man where I'm like, Oh, Spike showing off, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does, like, those... Who was it that talked about it? Fuck, was it? He has a couple of, like, longer takes in this. Like, yeah. They feel, like, kind of say. Spielbergian, almost. That's what know? I was going like, to say. Like, the... I don't I don't know who it was that I, I read, like, an interview by them who they were discussing the, like, the, the entire ideology of a one-take. Of a mm-hmm. one-take, like, a long shot. And that it's become kind of like like busted the past couple of years it's kind of like corny almost like it's a gimmick sometimes yeah. it's it, it's getting gimmicky in hollywood nowadays which really sucks because it it's this like thing that when someone perfects it and you see it the perfect way you know it like yeah. obviously the let, let's say let's say the basic ones that and it's there's a reason why is Martin Scorsese Goodfellas and um <laughs> 
Paul Thomas Anderson, Boogie Nights. Like there are those long takes that we see that they're done and we're like, yes, that is perfect. And nowadays we see them a lot and we're like, eh, like that's too easy. This one has it and it's so show offy, but I love it. Like (laughs) it's like fucking Spike, you didn't need to do that, but you did it because you can. Yeah. You can do that in this simple ass movie. Like this movie, there's not that much going on. It is a pretty fucking basic, just crime thriller. Well, there's some twists and turns. Well, like, yeah, but it's a basic crime. So th- I, I wouldn't like, I'm saying basic crime, not as in the plot is basic, but that the idea of the movie is kind of basic. It's just mm-hmm. a, yeah. it's just a crime movie. That's all it is. Yeah. 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 But he like gets to really have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, when you find out what they're stealing, you're like, of course, like it's a spike. I forgot it's a spikely movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Or like, just like, I mean, I I don't think he wrote, he didn't, I don't know if he like rewrote this one. Um, But like, there's a lot like throughout that feels like, oh, that's a, you know, it's a, it's a spikely bank robbery, you know, just like the way, like, I mean, the ending when all the hostages are running out of the bait and they get the bank and they immediately get like annihilated by like rubber bullets by the police. Yeah, it feels like okay. I get what you're. I get what you're saying, Spike. The <laughs> the the uh, um fuck. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to sound racist or anything. The, the like, sick the guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy wearing uh, the sick. Yeah, right. The tur- the, he was wearing a turban, but his relate his religion is I think okay, sick. okay. That guy, that's friends, yeah. Like that scene is yeah. like that's Spike Lee. That, that, yeah. that's Spike Lee, very much completely. Yeah, posted nine eleven New York. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there's literally a shot where they're walking through the streets, and like the background is like this, uh, like on the city streets. It's, it's like art, a mural kind of. It says like, "We will never forget. We will never forget." And like, yeah. And that's the background of a shot. Like he adds his thieves to everything, and. It's obviously stylish as hell because he's got a very stylistic touch, but it's also um, in your face and political. And the plot of this movie is somebody's robbing a bank and he's robbing a safety deposit box, something we've, uh, again, seen so many times in, in a crime thriller in a bank robbery movie. But he's rob- he's doing it because in the safety deposit box is like a documents from the Nazi regime because the bank owner bought this land like from nazis yeah uh when that that, well, that was happening. yeah what made money off the holocaust essentially. yeah uh it's blood money all his mm-hmm. entire life is made from blood money yeah that's spike lee right there yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like they're well, not stealing money if, they're not stealing not him and if jewels. not spike, if not spike lee it's clear what attracted him to the, the script oh you know? yeah yeah um but like it, it's just so like fun like it's just so much fun to like the, the sort of magic trick of it all. Like that's what's great about a good heist movie is it feels like a magic trick, you know. And like this movie is told, um, unlike a lot of other heist movies, it's told almost exclusively from the cop POV. Yeah, you know, there's not a whole lot of like, like we see like the what's going on in the robbery, but we are not never really in the know about what the crew is planning. You know? mm-hmm. And so like it just makes it like. I just feel so much fun, you know, to like try and like, you know, watching this like cat and mouse game, right? Yeah. As like, you know, Denzel is like 
trying to figure this like other guy out and like this other guy's like fucking knows exactly what he's doing right yeah like a force to be reckoned with you know? i just love movies about people that are good at their jobs you know i think you've said that probably 50 times on mm-hmm. this podcast and it's true every time <laughs> it's true every time yeah uh and even then this was like you know like the cop that denzel's playing like he He's like under investigation because like something he money went missing for something he did. Yeah. And he's innocent, but you know, uh, that he's under investigation, like the kind of heat song. Which uh is kind of the exact plot of the taking of Pelham one, two, three, except he's not a oh. cop, he's a train like supervisor guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's weird to me. I think when I first watched this, I just assumed it came out after the recession, you know? Yeah. Because it does feel like that's like a little like, like kind of on the movie's mind, like, yeah, fuck the bank, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> man, fuck this guy. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh, man. I, it's, I, yeah, it's always I, tough when we record back to back. I know right? it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This movie, I, I had a sh- I had a lot in my head from, uh, yeah he got game and like i think i kind of let go of it um yeah you're right i think this is a very like post 9-11 movie very like new york movie but Mm -hmm. it doesn't turn into the whole like we're new york and we stand together type of thing that a lot of fucking movies do yeah uh like uh i don't know spider-man 2 uh the train scene (laughs) like shit like that Uh, it doesn't turn into that you want to get to him you got to go through me uh, uh like and the and then the only moments where it does kind of do that it's just like a funny almost spikely moment like yeah there there uh there's a moment where they put transmitters in like a pizza box yeah. and they're listening to the transmitters and they're hearing albanian and denzel says well we're in new york city someone in the streets knows us this whatever we're they're speaking and they played over the megaphone like these guys could be discussing anything and they play it over the megaphone and some guys like, Hey, I know that that's Albanian. And they bring them in. The guy's like, well, I don't speak Albanian. I just know that that's Albanian. <laughs> yeah. He's got an ex-wife that's Albanian. Yeah. And they bring the ex-wife in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, she's like, pay for all my parking tickets and I'll help you out. Yeah. And they do. Uh, and she helps him out, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this is bullshit." He's he's they're not actually saying anything. Like this yeah. is just uh, there's uh, something about like you. um, there's just something about like I feel like the depiction of New York in this movie is like this like melting pot of like all these different cultures and people and like personalities. They can all like barely stand each other. <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, there's this feeling of like yeah, we're we're stuck together. What can in New York? What the, the Big fuck? Apple. Hey, what the fuck you can can you do? Hey, yeah. walking Which, if like, if I could tie it back to another Spike Lee movie, just like that sentiment reminds me of like the ending of Do the Right Thing, which is like yeah. Mookie and Sal, like you know, after like the destruction of the pizzeria, after the death of Radio Rahim, you know, like Mookie and Sal like have this like argument in the streets, you know, like you know, going at each other, like, Sal's like, here's your fucking money, you know, or whatever. Mookie's, like, calling him a piece of shit or whatever, and then after it, you know, they're just like, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) You know? Like, this feeling, like, as, like, you know, 
nasty or as different as we are it's like we still gotta go to fucking work tomorrow with each other yeah which is like simultaneously like depressing and also a little beautiful i think um i definitely truthful like i I mean i've never been to fucking new york i i've i don't know shit but like yeah it it doesn't it's not corny a lot of the you know the whole like new york city is a character the city's a character (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like it's done terrible this one's not corny it seems like fucking real and yeah while also still being funny and like sticking to that image of new york that we all know through media and culture and just like Mm-hmm. through digesting it through the years like the most fucking beautiful city of the world you know like yeah greatest city in the fucking world and we and we get all that like this movie is like cold this movie's cold as fuck yeah it's it's brutal it's yeah. uh it's uh like stony like the the, yeah. the clive owen's performance is good i i, I oh, really so like good. it the, the the moment they like it just feels like such a spike lee touch to me is like there's this moment it's like when i'm frazier and the bank robber like when they meet each other for the first time and it's like when they're delivering the pizzas you know yeah it's cutting back and forth between them just sort of like eyeing each other up from afar and it's like the you know dead on like looking into the camera yeah. like jonathan demi pov shot you know yeah and i it's like oh spike you maniac i love that <laughs> you know the uh yeah i really like it and it looks like it looks cold and it looks um, yeah. grainy yeah. and shaky. Oh and, yeah, and like the flash forward stuff has like that bleach bypass. Uh, oh my yeah. god! If you if you're if, if you are making a movie and you want Moises Camacho to like it, add that to something in your movie. Add the bleach bypass. <laughs> I'm like, oh uh, yeah, because watching it, I was like, what what is this? And then a couple <laughs> minutes later, happening again, I was like, I said it. I was watching it with a, a couple friends of mine. I was like, oh, I get what he's doing. I get, I get what he's doing right here. Yeah, my friend looked at me. He was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> a nuisance. I'm a nuisance while watching the movie. I yeah. <laughs> They're like, Morris, you're not allowed to pick anymore. Yeah, I told... It's funny. I've been watching like a lot of movies with my friends, and uh, I think a couple of my friends have been get, being more accepting of me. <laughs> uh, and I had a friend tell me, he said... Oh. It's just it's kind of cool how you think about movies and i was like what the fuck do you mean by that and he was just like i don't know you just watch a movie and you're not watching it like you're doing other stuff too like you're thinking about the movie while watching it and i was like that's not different doesn't everybody do that <laughs> and he was like no i'm nah. just watching it <laughs> i respect that so much <laughs> yeah he, and i was like interesting weird and then he let me nerd out about movies like i talked to him about like yeah but listen the reason like why we have podcasts is like me and count both we love context we're like we love like it matters so much when watching a movie it matters so much when like uh like in an actor's performance in in everything this movie in general this movie wouldn't exist if 9-11 didn't happen like yeah so many of like the different takes on New York City and cops and violence in movies would be mm. so fucking different if something like 9-11 didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, man. But and it's like, just so satisfying, like, the process, I think. That's, like, what probably the thing I really love about this movie is, like, just the pro... There's, like, a sort of logical problem-solving to, like... Just that scene you talked about earlier, just, like, that they're 
broadcasting like fucking this language nobody knows you know yeah it's like well how do we you know figure this out and you know just the problem solving of like well it's fucking new york let's just play it out loud and see if anybody on the street knows it you know to like okay this guy knows it's albanian but he doesn't speak albanian but he's got an albanian ex-wife you know we got to call her or just like does or like uh, the double d joke <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> um <laughs> Or like um, the psychology of just like Denzel, like, you know, refusing, like, we can't call him, you know, he has to call us. Yeah. Or like, you know, uh, he's, he gave us a hostage. I gave him some food. You know, we already know how this works. Like, he, um, just like that, I think is like, I just find really satisfying, I think, you know. It, it, yeah. It's, uh, I have something I noticed that I really liked, like, um, go for it. which I feel like a lot of cop movies don't do, which uh, I, it's not really that necessarily. But like when they got the car, like the paint car, nobody touched it. He was like, oh, like any other cop movie, it would have been like, OK, they open the car, they start looking around. But no, yeah. Denzel said, all right, this is insignificant to me unless we have fingerprints. And so they just yeah. walk away. Fingerprint yeah. this. This is what he said. He's like, print it, print it, you know? It's so satisfying to watch someone walk up to a crime scene and like another cop lifts the tape for them. <laughs> yeah. <know>? yeah. So- <laughs> it, it's like this sophistication yes. of where it's like, okay, this is realistic. Like this is probably how it actually works. Like these guys weren't, they weren't necessarily stressed. They were more stressed about the trouble that they would get in than these people dying. Like, it was like, fuck. It was like, instead of fuck, it, if somebody dies, it's a human life. It's fuck. If somebody dies, this, that's my job. Well, like, it's also shown, I think, that Denzel's character was is under a, investigation. And well, it, it was also much more like him and uh, Chiwetel, like his partner. They're shown to be like, you know, the rest of the cops are like, you know, Part of the brute tension, force and shit. Yeah, just brute force. Like part of the tension is like Denzel's not just not just like trying to keep the peace with the bank robbers so he they don't kill hostages. He's trying to keep the peace so that the NYPD doesn't storm in and make it worse. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And like the the Dolly moment, just to talk about that real quick, it's so great. Is like a just a, such a significant turning point because the whole movie Denzel's confident like these guys aren't killers. You know, they're not gonna kill anybody yeah and this scene he's it's been made to look like they just shot a hostage in the head and the great thing uh i read this explanation of the spike lee dolly shot a while ago and it's like you know the kind of a weird effect of it is it like they look like they're floating right yeah and like the feeling i think it captures um is that it it makes it well it literally looks like the world is moving and the person isn't. Yeah. And that's like, it captures like, cause I felt that feeling before, you know, like mm-hmm, I, I think definitely. most people have just like, I, the world's moving for me. I'm not doing any of this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, that's why I think Malcolm X and this one, or even the 25th hour one are all like really like to me, like the peak of this, because yeah. those are all like so strongly, like what that feeling is. There's a really good one on school days. I need Ooh. to see that one. It's yeah. so good. It's out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is just like such an insane, like, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, an insane, like, escalation of the dollar uh-huh. shot because uh-huh. he's moving at like 15 miles per hour. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, if, if he wasn't, ha- if it wasn't this, 
floating dolly, he'd be running. Yeah. It looks like he's on a sub- Segway. It, it's cool as fuck. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite parts about it is that it's pretty easy to figure out how they did this shot. And yeah. it's still so impressive. And then also it's like most of the time he uses a floating dolly shot. It's like a character almost lonely and like going through this emo- intense emotion by themselves. And this time, I mean, it is like an intense emotion, but it's like also part of the suspense and like the thrill of the movie. Like it plays into it uh, so much. Like we just saw someone get fucking shot and there's like blood, the fucking out of their chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, okay, he's running. He's running. He's yeah. in the thick of it now. He's his running. entire, his world's falling apart. You know? Yeah. Like every, you know, the entire situation it just slipped out of his commit control, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like all these blues and, and it looks grainy and it's, it's not a smooth floating dolly like it usually is. It, it, it's, it looks like he's just on a fucking Segway, but they're they're using shitty tires and it's kind of like bumpy and shaky like ah ooh this this is his best floating this is his best floating dolly i fucking love it the score oh the fucking score on this movie is incredible i oh, yeah. fucking love this score it is again kind of like he got a game where it feels kind of like a bit over dramatic and yeah i love it <laughs> just a big good brass you know yeah good brass yeah brass. Like, you'll just hear this crazy trumpet out of nowhere. Yeah. You'll like. It's so good. (laughs) I just thought of something. Oh, one of the best memes that the internet has created. When, like, Doctor Strange hits you and you, like, go. Oh, we should make that with the Terrence Blanchard score. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing. All the scores are, like, the 25th hour score is also pretty great. Yeah. Oh, the trumpet. Like, I think he just loves the trumpets, man. Yeah. I think like during the like fuck you scene in 25th hour, like the just crescendo of the music, you know, at the end of that montage, just like, ah, oh, it's so good. 25th hour is so fucking good. Um, yeah. You, you've convinced me. I think it's my favorite one now. <laughs> uh, then on Malcolm X, you said it was your favorite. Yeah. Well, I said, <laughs> I said it was my favorite. Yeah, it's still my favorite, but I think the Malcolm X one's still the best. Okay. Okay. Ah. Uh, uh. I think yeah, it's probably this one, probably this one for me. Yeah, I always forget we do distinguish that a lot. Favorite and best. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, to... School Days might be his best. I think. Ooh, okay. I got. I should watch that one. Um, just a quick shout out because you were talking about it's a pretty good looking movie. Uh, Matthew Libet, Libatik, I believe, um, also shot um, another very pretty movie, A Star Is Born. Um, I guess the first Iron Man. <laughs> and he did Ticket to Pelham, I think. Oh, no, no, no. He did, uh, he did a couple uh, Darren Aronofsky joints. Ah, right. Huh. Requiem for a Dream, Black Swan, Mother. Oh, he's done, like, all of them, actually. The oh, Fountain, wow. Pie. He's up, and he's on post-production for the new one, the new Darren Aronofsky. The Whale yeah. or whatever? Yeah. He's also on Olivia Wilde's new movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so there's one movie he... Oh, he didn't do The Wrestler, which is the one that won, I think... Oh, that's got to feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> but he did all the... Oh, and Noah. He didn't do Noah, which makes sense. That movie doesn't look as good as all the Aronofsky's other movies. Right. Oh, no, he did do that one. Shit, huh. the only one he didn't do was The Wrestler. That's weird. Huh. And they got the fucking cinematographer from Creed. Ooh. 
What a weird. Creed's, Creed's a good looking. Yeah. Oh, it is. What? What? That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. Cinematographers always have really fun careers just because like, you know. Killing. Right. That cinematographer I was talking about also yeah. did Collateral Beauty. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have a whole lot more to say about Inside Man. Just I, I, This I is the last episode that. of the Spike and Denzel series for now. Mm-hmm. Just looking ahead to the future. Dude, I, I, I feel like Denzel, I don't know, like he was at this weird, because you look at Denzel, like, you know, he's in a movie a year pretty consistently. He's directing movies now. He's producing movies now. Ever since 1980, like four, he's been in a, almost every year, been at, in at least one movie. But then in like 2016, you know, he was Fences. He did Fences and The Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Fences he directed and produced. Yeah. 2017, Roman J. Israel Esquire, you know. 2018, The Does Equalizer 2. Uh, I don't, I, I've not heard good things. Okay, but it's a good performance, I'm sure. Yeah. 2018, The Equalizer 2, and then like nothing 2019 or 2020. Then 2021, he's got The Little Things, uh, which we did see <laughs> together. A journal for Jordan, which he directed. Yeah, and I've heard. He's not in it, I don't think. No, and then Tragedy of Macbeth. And now like it feels, it feels like for a really long time. I mean, good God. Which also we should know The Little Things feels like, and I'm pretty sure that movie has been done for like three years now. Like yeah. that movie has been in the can for a while. It feels yeah, like. Yeah. It, it, it feels like for a very long time, like he was just working with like guys he trusted. He knew, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, he's like where he was like Antoine Fuqua. Like he, he did. Equalizer like, three was announced. Yeah. Like it, he, um, uh, like unstoppable Tony, his last movie with Tony Scott, you know, like ever since then, he's just been like, you know, but now it's like, and I'm not trying to shit talk any of the directors he's worked with in the past 10 years, but I'm inevitably, that's what it's going to sound like I'm doing. (laughs) But now, like after this, like he does this movie with the Coen brothers, which is like the first time since like Spike Lee, I guess that it feels like, Oh, he's working with like auteur. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, with you know, Tony and Spike Scott. Lee still really is the only auteur, right? Depending on how you feel about Tony Scott. <laughs> oh, 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 I think uh, I agree. I think Tony Scott is an auteur, but he yeah. isn't in the public. Yeah, Denzel is like, despite being oh, like well, he, he worked with Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah, but like, besides, though, like, he as far as like a lot of these like actors of Denzel's like you know, standing or generation, you know. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't work with them as much. But now he's like, yeah, I want to work with Christopher Nolan. I want to work with Paul Thomas Anderson. I've been talking to Alfonso Cuaron, you know? <laughs> it feels like after Tragedy of Macbeth, he's like, yeah, I want to work with some, like, fucking heavy hitters, you know? Yeah. And we said, I think we, we, we're we both like, I'd lose my fucking mind if he was in Paul Thomas Anderson's movie, if he worked with PTA. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I go nuts. It, it's, again, that thing where it's like, I mean, and it proves it by the track record of his movies. Like when a, a very good director, or I mean, when, yeah, a very good director works with a very good actor, it's going to be a good movie. When a very good actor works with a normal director, it prob it's not always going to be a good movie, but it's, 
no matter what, usually the reviews come out and they're like, it's a bad movie, but Denzel's great in it. Yeah. So now maybe he's just seeing like, fuck, I could, I'm getting old. Maybe I should just make good movies all the time. <laughs> maybe like, maybe I don't want to wait. I don't want to waste my time anymore. Almost. Yeah, it might be that. Oh, it makes me so sad to think, but it could be like, I don't want to waste my time anymore. I'm like, and maybe. he also seemed, he likes directing. Like yeah. his, I'm not sure if his movies are any good. I haven't seen any of them. I've heard, I've heard good things about good. fences. Yeah. But like I've, he, all the interviews that he's ever given, he loves directing. And in Inside Man, he asked Spike Lee and the cinematographer kids sit in on their sessions, and he would he learned from Spike Lee. Yeah. About directing and cinematography, even on the pre-production stuff, he was sitting in with Spike Lee and his director. I mean, in the cinematographer, yeah. like. And he did it like he did Journal for Jordan. He's done Fences. And there was um, there's there's another one. I think he's directed three movies. Um, let me look real quick. Uh, Fences. Oh, The Great Debaters. Yes. So he's done. Oh, three and movies. Uh, Antoine Fisher. So he's done four. OK, so like yeah. he, he and I, who did we? Oh, I mean, we talked about this with Will Smith, like. He seems like he's also getting at that point in his career. Like, yeah, I feel like it yeah, seems well, like he's going to produce more. And I would not be surprised if in the next five years we get a movie directed by Will Smith. No, that's not. I, I think it's a very safe bet. I, and I think uh, this oh, year the so Academy Awards are <laughs> really going to like do something. Like if he wins, I, I don't I think he's definitely going to direct a movie within the next like two years. It's going to be so interesting. I'm so yeah, excited. Will Smith, like Will Smith is completely different because he is a movie star and he does make shit ton of money, but Denzel is too. And I think it's weird, like, because he's on this magnitude that Will Smith isn't on. Like Will Smith is, doesn't always give us a good performance. He's a biggest movie star, but he does not always give us good performance. Denzel still makes money. It's weird that he still makes money, but he does. Yeah. And uh, well, I mean, you were saying it during he got game. Inside Man made a shit ton of money. Yeah, it it, it made um, I can bring up the exact number. Uh, one hundred eighty four million. Holy fucking on shit! A budget of forty five million. That's yeah. a lot of a Spike Lee movie. Yeah, it's. A, I think it's still his highest grossing movie. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, and I mean, it, and then you think about it, it's like, well, it makes sense. It's a fucking bank robbery crime thriller. Yeah. Starring Denzel. Who would not want to see that? I'm uh, mad I didn't fucking see this in the theaters when I was five years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fuck we were gonna do. What we were gonna do. So like I'm very interested. I feel like we're in like on the precipice of like a really interesting section of Denzel Washington's career, you know. Like I feel like he's about to start doing some really cool shit, is my thing. Yeah. Um Damn. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, Tragedy of Macbeth alone, that's like, oh, my God. Like, maybe his best performance in years. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Um, we'll talk about it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, you're right. Fuck, I, I guess you're right. That's the easiest way to put it. I feel like Denzel's going to do some really cool shit soon. Like, Yeah, yeah he's, he doesn't have anything lined up yet. But it's it's still Oscar season, you know. He's campaigning. He's charming. He's doing some he's interviews. He's fucking charming. Goddamn. Yeah. 
like just oh man i i really just want to see him and his son together i think that's the main thing i'm prop i'm like do you want to hear the pitch do you want to hear the pitch i heard that blew my fucking mind Uh, is it 10 to 2 or some shit yeah 10 to 2 denzel as the older protagonist with john david washington (laughs) as a younger protagonist how insane would that be Ooh, okay i have a question for you yeah who's older robert pattinson um it would be younger Robert Pattinson because Robert Pattinson's already been recruited. By okay, older. so Timothy Chalamet as no, younger fuck, Robert Pattinson. Shut the Pattinson. fuck up, boys. Just don't, just right, don't say okay. shit you don't mean. All right, I'm Keller. Sorry, I'm All right, Keller. That's I'm what we're doing. Timothy Chalamet as Robert uh, Pattinson. Uh, hey, that is... That's the movie I want. That's my number one movie that I want is Tenet 2 because I want to see Robert Pattinson and John D. Washington be in love again with each other. Yeah. Oh, man. Our pet's so charming in that movie. Uh, yeah, it is um, a shame that we're barely figuring out that he's one of the best actors alive. It's oh a shame. my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, he is crazy talented. It, it it pisses me off so bad that like fucking DC virgins, you know, are like. Oh, Ben Affleck's a better Batman because he got he bulked up or whatever. Like, or like Robert Pattinson, you know, isn't buff enough to be bad. Shut the fuck up, first of all. You okay, know, go go and, off, Kellen. Keep going. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. It pisses me off so bad that like you have one of the best, definitely, I think the most interesting actors of his generation stepping into this role. Okay. All right. Okay. And these shallow idiots just like they just he doesn't look like the fucking adonis greek god in their little comic books and they're like and first of all batman as someone who likes comic books batman's almost never huge he's a fucking ninja he's lean okay <laughs> it, like who gives him i i just oh my god i like ben affleck as batman but the people who are like he's the best person to ever played batman that's fucking psychotic to me i don't know what they're talking I only have one take on the new Batman movie and I'm going to say now. Yeah. And I'm going to declare it because well, we are going to be talking about it. I know, but we're going to, I'm getting kind of pissed off. Honestly, I am. I'm getting ticked off right now. What's what's, what's bothering you? I'm going to tell you what's bothering me. We have Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman and you motherfuckers are still complaining. Oh my God. You motherfuckers are still complaining. Well, the, 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 somehow we got a hotter Catwoman than Michelle in fucking Batman. What is it? Batman Returns or Batman? Yeah. Either somehow in, we got a halfway, hotter Catwoman. In halfway, in halfway played Catwoman. So, uh, somehow we got a hotter Catwoman than Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. And you motherfuckers are complaining. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, there's also the worst part of that is people that complain like that the character is like you know, like anyone who complains about a white character in the comics not being white in the movies is like inevitably a little racist. <laughs> like there's no, and the people who are like, oh, Commissioner Gordon and Catwoman aren't whatever about Commissioner Gordon, but like Selena Kyle has been like Hispanic for the past like 30 years, you know? Like to yeah. say that she's white is just being ignorant and stupid. And again, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, like I, we're getting one of the most underrated supporting actors in the past couple of years, Jeffrey Wright, as, as Commissioner James Gordon. Gordon. Why the fuck complaining? would you complain? <laughs> we're getting, we are getting one of the most uh, 
um, overlooked character actors of our time, Paul Dano as the Riddler, and you're complaining? Really? And we're getting the handsomest man ever and putting him in a shit ton of makeup for the Penguin? <laughs> we're getting John Turturro. Come on. Are I you fucking kidding it. me? He's playing Carmine Falcone. Holy shit. <laughs> like, dirt. This Look, is like we'll, we'll save the Batman talk. We'll save the Batman talk. I, I'm just saying, like this movie, like with how much hype is being built around it, mm-hmm. I'm believing the hype right now. Like I'm too. fully invested and in believing the hype. I just rewatched The Dark Knight for the first mm-hmm. time in a while the other day. Like I'm so hyped for the Batman. And this, you know what? This is actually a good like way to segue because you know we're gonna get into Batman after this and the Stargazing Awards. And so fucking, I'm calling it now. Fucking. Denzel Washington's gonna be in the Batman sequel as okay. as Penguin. <laughs> oh wait, no, uh, not as Penguin as Joker. Uh, Denzel would be a really good Mister Freeze. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Think See, about this that. This is one. this is why you are my co-host because you're <laughs> smart. You're smarter than me, and you <laughs> oh, have whatever. those big brain takes that you're right. He would be yeah. great as Mister Freeze. He'd kill that shit, right? He would kill that shit. I just want to say, I was thinking about this last night because I was like watching like the TV spots for the Batman. Like, there's been a lot of comic book movies in the past couple of years. And there have been more than a couple that like I felt like I was kind of excited for, you know? Mm-hmm. But the build up to the Batman and like watching it, I'm feeling like, oh, this is what it's actually like to be excited for something like this. <laughs> I'm actually excited for this. Like, I was looking forward to No Way Home, and that was mostly out of some sort of obligation. Yeah, I'm like... The bad every, man, I'm like, I'm going to go out of my way to see that. I'm even, like, dismissing the ugly-ass poster they just released. I'm like, I'm was, still excited. Well, every other, posters, every, every other poster banks. They can get away with it. Yeah, uh, but it, I just look at it, it reminds me of the Dune poster, and I'm like, that's a bad poster. Mm, yeah. <laughs> They always have to have like the floating head pyramid. Poster. Yeah, I know, I know. It were it it gets asses in the seats. I guess, yeah. But I mean that I want that poster of like the all red him in the rain, you know? Yeah. I want that poster. Oh. Yeah, the Batman's gonna fuck, but we'll be talking about that uh, in detail uh at the end of our series on the Batman. And also Spike Lee. I feel like Spike Lee, you know, we were talking about Denzel a lot. Spike Lee, I feel like is in a similar like really interesting position where like you know we talked about he had like i mean we said like between malcolm x and um inside man that's like what a lot of people consider like his like down period yeah it's like off period even though there's some like like we said there's some great you know there's like some masterpieces in there but like and then between inside man and black Klansman, like 12 years there are movies that don't exist in there yeah and i'm sure there's masterpieces in there yeah, but he has like Black Klansmen and the Five Bloods in a row. And that's like, for he's actually getting some like proper, like the Five Bloods didn't, I don't think got the award extension it probably deserved. Fuck no. But, like yeah. he won the Oscar for Black Klansmen, you know, like the, I feel like the public is like back like, oh shit, Spike Lee's a fucking goat, you know, like. Yeah, I I, like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's Spike Lee time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I'm I'm really interested to see um which is funny because like everything we just said. Yeah. It would make total sense for Spike Lee and Denzel to do a movie together like sometime soon. Like I would love that. I I'd, I'd like them to do that. 
And I, yeah, like Spike, I could e- I could see Spike Lee doing something like super digital and modern um, with Denzel. And that excites me. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he, you're right. He, they're both in very similar modes where it's kind of just like, oh shit, yeah, we forgot that they're the best. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both still the best. Uh, fuck, Black, Black Klansman and Defy Bloods both. Like, I mean, he, 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 he has Netflix money now. So yeah, he does. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows yeah. what he's gonna do next? Is there anything? I mean, the Viagra musical is the thing that's in the works right now. Yeah. um, On his upcoming, it seems like, feature films, there's one called Prince of Cats, which is TBA. Um, And apparently it is a 2012 graphic novel based off a 2012 graphic novel that focuses on Tybalt, uh, a character from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Who is, I believe, Juliet's cousin that dies in the duel near the end. Sorry for the 600-year-old spoiler. Um, it's set in 19 Days New York. And apparent it's it seems like one of those things just uh legendary got the rights to it in 2018. Lakeith Stanfield was set to play Tybalt, Spike Lee attached to direct. But like that wait, I'm sorry, who does it say is attached to play Tybalt? Uh Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, okay. Wow, Spike Lee and Lakeith, holy yeah, fuck. I did not know I need that. Um, and that was um, yeah, there's not there hasn't been anything on that since like early pandemic. So but it's like a, a 1980s set hip hop take on Romeo and Juliet. So it might be musical. Who knows? Uh Lakeith makes his own like he's a rapper, so oh interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, but his next official project is the Viagra musical, but there hasn't been anything on that since um, January. He said he's really excited about it. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I'm sure he's uh, I'm sure he's hungry for an Oscar as well. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him. Let's get it for him. Let's do it. I'll campaign. Fuck. I'm, ah. What? 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 OK, you, Kellen. No. What do you think? What type of movie would win Spike Lee a best picture? Um, uh, a Michael Jordan biopic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I can see it. Yeah. That will never happen. No. Ever. Michael Jordan would never let that movie be made. No. It'll ha- no. It, it, it would only exist if Spike Lee outlived Michael Jordan. He actually does have, though, I remember, I've, I, yet, I have not read it, but he posted on his website the script for a, a Jackie Robinson movie he's been wanting to make forever. Um, that, like, I think, like, early uh, pandemic, he posted online. But, like, I don't, I don't know, like, I don't, though, dude. Like, we watch Malcolm X, and I love it, and I love, I love it. I think it's yeah. a masterpiece. Uh-huh. But, fuck, I don't know if I want to see a fucking long, epic drama by him. After watching Inside Man, he got game. Like, yeah, all right. I don't <laughs> like know. that's that. I think that's why Defy Bloods and Black Klansmen are so good. Like, it's if not could, really yeah. in that mode anymore. So if I guess I could, he's gonna do that mode. Yeah. If I could say like a final thing about Spike and Denzel that I think is really interesting, I feel like looking at these four movies for both Spike Lee and Denzel Washington, each movie reveals like a different angle or a different side of them. Yeah. 
in terms of like what they're capable of as like either director or performer. And like, I, you know, it's, we're watching, we, we've watched four movies, each one directed by the same dude and each one starring the same dude. And there's not a whole lot of overlap. I don't think like they You're all right. feel different. And I You're think right. that's, that's so interesting to me, you know, that's about all I got. Final thoughts on inside man or just spike and Denzel in general. I agree with you. And I, I think I brought it up a lot on the first episode to where Spike Lee has uh, a really good, diverse career. Um, Denzel has been in that mode where a lot of his movies have been kind of similar, but again, every performance is great because it's it's fucking Denzel Washington. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think for me, it's just kind of the same thing with Will Smith. I think Denzel is going to give us a couple more hits, and then I think he's going to like fully dive in and producing and directing. And, yeah. Which... Uh, I think he'll be able to master. I, I I feel like you think so. I feel like he will. Like it's Denzel. I think he Washington. just needs like a banger script. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And Denzel will write it for you. Just let us know. Yeah, you're right. Like Denzel, <laughs> he probably just needs a banger script, and I could see him directing a masterpiece. Because I I think because he has that mind of an actor. Yeah. And he is the best fucking actor alive. So why wouldn't he be able to direct a great movie? Uh, and I think with that, we'll wrap up, um, close the book on, uh, Spike. Oh, we're not close it too tight. Don't close it too tight. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm putting it back on the shelf, you know, in plain view, like you can see on my zoom camera, you know, it's like, (laughs) I I wanted to show it off when I'm in class, but, um, next week, uh, if you're just listening to the, he got game episode, you know. Uh, this upcoming Friday, February 4th, is the first annual Stargazing Awards. Um, be there or be square. Be there or be square. And then after that, we're getting into our series on Batman on screen. Uh, a sort of deep dive into the history of the Cape Crusaders' time on the silver screen. Uh, starting with Batman the movie, 1966, Adam West. Uh, starting on February 11th. And then, yeah, the week after that, I believe, is uh, Tim Burton, 1989, Batman. Oh, wow. It happens yeah. that fast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a bit of a jump. Um, that's going to be, I'm so excited to get into that. But um, for now, we'll leave you, as we always do, with our recommendations. This could be anything, movie, book, TV show, video game, podcast, song, album, bark, painting, poem, anything that Moises and I have enjoyed recently and want to recommend to you. Mine, uh, I'm going to do mine really quick. Um, Keep an open mind for this one, listener. I'm recommending the 2012 working class dramedy by Steven Soderbergh. Magic Mike. It's a good movie. I, I, I feel no shame saying that. I'm comfortable enough with my masculinity to say that it's a good movie. It is, above all else a movie about the trials and tribulations of being a dude that rocks. Um, And it's also, uh, and just real quick, I think it's so bizarre that like this movie is like, has the reputation of like, almost, you know, something for the ladies, you know, leave the husbands at home or whatever. (laughs) When like the stripping is shot, it's Soderbergh. The actual stripping is shot in like such a clinical, like almost unsexy way to me. (laughs) But maybe, I don't know. During the stripping scenes, I just like was like, I don't know. I need to work out more. That's my yeah. takeaway from Magic Mike. It's got some really good, you need to watch it, Moises. You, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's Soderbergh, it's so it's digital as fuck. So, yeah, no, there's some <laughs> shots where I'm like, 
fuck, Moises, you gotta watch. I was like, just like, I was thinking, I thought like, oh, he's gonna freak when he sees this. And uh, Channing Tate's is a movie star. I'm glad he's- Oh, yeah, back. he's fuck. Oh, I love Channing Tate. This is Channing Tate, a pro pot. Yeah, he's great. I love <laughs> Channing. I unironically love Channing Tatum. I yes, think he's so he's funny. so good. Um, awesome. Yeah, I do really need to watch that. I, I, I do. I, the internet has recently, I think, kind of uh, gathered around it and realized yeah. something about it. I've heard XXL is even better, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. Funny. Directed, but not by Steven Soderbergh. Cinematography by him. Which and edited is crazy, by him. Edited. Which is crazy. That basically makes it a Steven Soderbergh joint. Like, Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to recommend... This is um, non-Spike Lee, Denzel Washington Media. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so it's something a little weird, I guess. I've, mm-hmm. Nobody's... We haven't really recommend anything like this i'm recommending a brand like a clothing brand um i'm just kind of obsessed with their imagery uh they're very like it's okay it's online ceramics they have this very hippie dippy look and i'm really liking it a lot uh i've i own a couple of their pieces they do they've done multiple collaborations with a24 so if I'm sure you've seen at least something from it before. Probably. Uh, they've done stuff with like uncut gems. They did like, they, they do collections. Um, I just fucking love all of their clothes and all of their stuff is so, in their Instagram account, like everything, they're so specific, such a specific look and feel and just synergy to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, online ceramics, it, it blew up kind of like two years ago uh, in the fashion world. But it seems like fashion is kind of steering away from that now. Fucking sucks that that's how fashion works, but that's how fashion works, just like every other industry. Uh, There's just a fad that they kind of grow on and then they leech off of it and get off of it. But I'm still on it. I love the whole hippie look that Online Ceramics has. Nice. Yeah. Um, Be sure to follow us at Stargazing on Discord podcast. Uh... (gasps) Kellen! What? Speaking about fashion, it uh, fit watch. Oh, wait. Yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington's suits in this l- movie are amazing. The hat, I like gasped. I gasped when I see him put that hat on. Yeah. He is so fucking stylish and cool in this fucking movie. The coolest detective in the world. If I am dead and if I ever die in a weird, mysterious way, hire Denzel to fucking to to solve my case that's all i'm gonna say and he better look like this guy off inside man that's it that's it yeah yeah the tan suits are fantastic um uh intro and outro music uh will be probably be a bit of terrence blanchard's score hell yeah um and we'll leave you as we always do with the uh denzel washington and spike lee fact of the week the the spike lee Denzel fact of the week is that Kellen Mm -hmm. did you know that uh, in order to stay in touch Denzel Washington and Spike Lee um, go to a Brooklyn laundromat and do laundry together once a year uh, on the week of the weekend of uh, Super Bowl Sunday well that's nice yeah that's the Spike Lee and Denzel fact of the week I uh, yeah it's it's cool. There's like paparazzi pictures of them doing it like the past 10 years. It's really, 
I have no idea if you're fucking with me or not. <laughs> I'm, uh, dude. It's the fact of the week. We've That's never true. made right. up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. I'm never made up. I'm Wes Camacho. We'll see you next week at the first annual Stargazing Awards. <laughs> the first annual Stargazing Awards. Hollywood's biggest night. Be there every square. Yes. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs>